Yo, 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 where do you think you're going? What do you think you're doing? You better chill out. You better sit down because the Our Success Podcast is about to begin. Welcome, 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 guys, to another Our Success Podcast episode. Today, I have a very special guest uh, for you guys, somebody I sincerely look up to a lot, somebody that not only is a serial entrepreneur, but this woman is so kind and so generous with her time and resources that is really, truly uh, very humbling to be in her presence. Karen, welcome to our show, and thanks for making time for us. Oh, thank you, Ash. I'm so excited to do this. Very cool. I've been excited to do this, and I know you and I have been uh, going back and forth, so thank you very much for making time. I know you're very, very busy, and the fact that you're willing to share your knowledge with us today means the world to me. Love to do it. Happy to be here. Perfect. If you don't mind, tell our tribes a little bit, tribe members a little bit more about yourself and who you are and what you do for a living. Absolutely. So I'm Karen Jensen, as you said, and I own a company called HRC, and basically what we do is we help we help uh, companies with their humans. That is just really the best way to put it. <laughs> That's what we do. All good, bad, and indifferent human issues. That's what we do. And uh, I've owned the business for 15 years, and uh, I've done human resources my entire career since I was 18. Wow. So, yeah, long time. So other than owning HRC, it's really all I've ever done. And, 15 uh, years is a long time for us millennials. We're lucky if we can stick around a job 15 minutes. You guys just keep building on your experiences. Millennials are my favorite. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that very much. How did you get yeah. into HR? Say again? How did you get into HR? You know, uh, in my uh, when I was at college, uh, I had to do a work-study program, you know, put myself mm -hmm. through college. And the Career Center had a, job, had a job opening, and I started working in the Career Center, placing students with employers. Mm -hmm. And then I got a summer job working for the city of Santa Ana when I was like 20. Oh, they wow. offered me a full-time job making like 50,000 a year. Woo! This, is, this is a long time ago, Ash. <laughs> and I was smart enough wow. to turn away the money and keep going to school. Wow. But I've never stopped. Interesting. So yeah. you said you were smart enough to keep going, continue with school. Yeah, because they offered me a job while I was working. Mm, I mean, gotcha. while I was, sorry, while I was going to going school. school. Right. Right. So right. they said, hey, quit school. We'll give you 50 grand and you can do this uh, program for the city. And I said, nah, I got to keep going to school. Let's talk about that really quick, if you don't mind. I know that's a little bit different than the topic you and I talked about, cause, but it, the school is such a big topic nowadays, too, because we have half the population that says absolutely go to school is the best thing ever, and then you still have other people like Warren Buffett coming out saying, hey, with the amount of debt you rack up, make sure you at least know what you're doing, because it may or may not be worth it for you. What, which camp are you in? Where do you stand on that? Oh, I'm in the camp of go to college, 100%. Hands down. Like my kids, they just tell me, mom, it was never an option. Like we're going to college. <laughs> you know, and I have just to tell like you, Ash, dad. I went without going into the details. All right. I went to a private school. I went to Chapman University, really well-known college. Mm -hmm. And I worked my way through it and uh, had a couple other situations to help me, but it was all my money. And I did it all. I, I got two bachelor's degree and a master's degree from Chapman, wow. all on my own dime. Did not come out with any debt, you know. So I'm not a good one to say, well, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> I, I'm not that person. You don't want to hear You don't want to say that to me. Right. And you know what? I, I think it's so much more than, you know, going in and listening to lectures and all of that. It's the experience. It is the 
transition sure. from, you know, I'm 18 living at home to, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm not, and I have to do this all on my own. And it gives oh, you that sure. opportunity to transition. I, I, I can't say enough about college and, and really uh, Chapman was so good to me. I got a degree in psychology and then I got a degree in um, communications with an emphasis in dance. Wow. So, what I wanted to be was a dance therapist. Okay. Didn't even exist then. It does exist now. Wow. Um, and, uh, but I thought, you know, I better, you know, I did this dance degree and I thought I better get a real degree. And so I did the two of them. And to be honest with you, Ash, my communications degree where I did theater, lighting design, stage managing, it has paid off for me tenfold. I bet. I was going to say uh, that that stuff is useful. Your lighting right now is spectacular too. Yeah, yeah, Good. absolutely. Good. It's It's been great. So. Uh, my, my dad would agree with you, too. My dad uh, went to USC, and he would say the same thing, too. And he always tells me the same thing as far as, you know, whether you get that much value from the schooling or not, the idea is to, for you to get the experience. The, the material may or may not be worth it to you, depending on what you're studying, right? But at the end of the day, one of the things that my dad was very proud of was his connections through that school, right? Because he was like, look, people around me have either turned out to be congressmen or women. They have turned out to be judges or mayors. That, you know, there are a lot of good, high-caliber people, and typically that's what a lot of the school is about. It's not necessarily just sitting through those lectures, like you said, as well. Yeah, yeah. And still, that's for true. some of you guys, I want you to understand, this is why Karen is one of my role models, because she is uh, she's just one of those people that's she's just not an underachiever by any stretch of imagination. And this doesn't mean that every one of you guys should go to school. You have to pick and choose for yourself, and you have to see what's right for you. But also, there's a lot of people like Karen in that camp that, hey, it worked out really well for me, and I highly recommend to a lot of other people as well. Shall we transition to uh, our, our jobs now and our employment market? Sure, but that was a, that was fun. I, I, I appreciated that tangent. That was cool. Cool, and I appreciate you sharing that with us as well because, like I said, for us, it's a really big issue, and every day that goes by, we have a lot of people in their 40s and 50s trying to go back to school, whether it's for their master's or just finishing up their, their bachelor's, and also there's a, new, a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs that are coming up saying that, oh, well, I would like to have a degree in technology if I can, but also I'm raising funds right now. Do I really need to go to school? So I, I think it's always great for us to hear other people, successful people like yourself's perspective to understand how did it, what, how, how did it happen for you? So it always is helpful. I think too, to add to it is this feeling of accomplishment. Like it really does give you this confidence and this edge uh, above others in a lot of cases, you for know? Sure. And so, and they're, you know, that differentiates us sometimes. Oh, totally, yes? for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that confidence comes with accomplishing the same thing. So what you're sharing with me too is something similar to what I hear from some of our veterans as well. Going through that program, finishing that kind of a high intense program also gives you that sense of accomplishment too, for sure. 100%. Now, obviously we're in interesting times, you know, as things are starting to open back up where some of us are in phase two or phase three or some of us, uh, some states are still stuck in phase one. What are you seeing in the work market? I know there's a lot of unemployment. Do you see people hiring back? How do you see us working ourselves back into, the, I guess, the economy that we used to have? Well, that's a very broad question. <laughs> that's a very broad question. I'm not even sure where to start, right? So, uh, you know, as far as unemployment goes, um, you know, the, the, the $600 a month ends on the 31st of July. And, you know, I think that, I think people are riding that wave. And if I can just talk about that for a moment, please. Um, it, it is very 
important that people pay attention to the fact that if you get offered employment, and that includes from your current employer who wants to call you back, because this is a struggle that I'm seeing Mm -hmm. out there with clients, a big struggle. They're calling their people, they're bringing them back, and they're saying, eh, I ain't doing it, breaks, I'm making more money on unemployment. So the government kind of did us a disservice in that way a bit, you know, because now people are like, I, I do better over here. The pro- There's two problems, Ash. Number one, unemployment, obviously, it, it's going to end, right, right at some sure. point. Uh, and the 600 ends on July 31st. But more importantly, if you're offered a valid position from your employer and you don't take it, it's fraud. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah. And people don't know this. And they will come after you and they will say, you were offered work, because that's what they're worried about Mm -hmm. is that everybody gets employed. You were offered work from your employer on June 16th and it's now July 18th. You owe us all that money back. Wow. So. And they don't mess around with their money at all. They're not, especially when they're afraid that, you know, it could run out, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, the. 600 is federal and then, you know, our state is different, but that's just one of the key pieces I thought your audience might want to know, because I don't think they think that can happen, but it happens. I've seen it. I've heard, I've heard the pain from it. For sure. You know, a lot of my friends sometimes ask me, they're like, are you a Democrat or are you Republican? And I got to tell you, I don't know if you know or not. I'm, I'm a libertarian right down the middle. Right. So for us, money is a big issue. Right. And we really like smaller government. We like to have, you know, have freedoms for ourselves. And to your point, when there's a lot of money going out like that, too, I fear for all of our younger generation's future. Right. Because just the fact that, you know, we a lot of us are told what time it is, but we don't nobody teaches us how the clock works. Right. But when you understand how the clock works, you realize, okay, I'm going to have to pay this money back and I'm going to have to pay it back plus interest. And I'm also going to not going to have as much opportunities if other businesses, small businesses are taking out a lot of, I guess, loans or doing a lot of these other crazy things for me to have my job back. But all of a sudden I say, you know what, I'm making more money on employment. That's not a recipe for success at all. And that's not how this country was built. No, it isn't. And, and the problem is another thing I want to tell you a little HR secret is Uh, what will be happening in the recruiting efforts is during this time, people are going to look. And if you were on unemployment, if you put on your employment application, I was on unemployment for however, the max amount of time, they're going to say, well, were you offered work? You know, and they're going to think you're not employable because you took that whole time. It makes a red flag to people. So the folks that are getting on it and getting a job and getting back there because the jobs are coming open and, and our community needs their workers back. 100%. 100%. You guys, if you're still listening, listen, we're all in the same boat and this boat needs other people to keep rowing. If we don't, our elder people are going to suffer. Our younger generation is going to suffer. Your kids are going to suffer and that's not okay. We want to be winners and we don't want to necessarily slack off. And I'm not saying we are. I'm just saying it's time for us to get back out there and really truly hang our hat somewhere that really counts. To your point, I think a lot of these jobs are opening back up. I mean, we're one out of every three people is unemployed here in the state of Nevada. And to me, that is pretty scary. But the fact that jobs are coming back, nothing warms my heart more than people saying, yes, absolutely, I will show up. Absolutely. Now I'm more, even more grateful. I'm going to do a much better job than I ever have before because now I want to build a sustainable business for all of us in the community. 100%. Yep. 
one of the things is that people don't want to go back because they're afraid. They're afraid they're going to get exposed to COVID. Mm. That's another real big issue. And, and so then they think that they can say, I'm afraid, so I'm not coming back. That's why I'm not coming back because I'm fearful. And, and, and the law is behind the employer in that regard too, unless you have a, a mental or physical disability mm-hmm. that precludes you from being able to go back to work. And okay. it could be COVID related, but you know, then it involves a healthcare provider and the whole bit. And so what I train the employers and talk to the employers about is you ask the why, why, what are you fearful of? And then I tell the employers and employees, I want you to, you know, if you're going back out there, you say, what are your protocols? Right. What is your, right. what are you doing to keep us safe? That is a fair question. Right, for sure. And I know we can't necessarily talk about that, but I'm guessing every company probably has some sort of guidelines as far as what they need to be doing or what they need to be offering their employees to make sure they're safe, correct? Correct. There, okay. You know, people are following the CDC guidelines and, you know, the masking and the six feet apart. And right. what I've seen there, though, is employers are not consistent. So, Ash, you and I work alongside each other, and your mask is down here, and my mask is up here, and Fred's mask is over here, (laughs) and Sally's mask is down here, and that's not going to fly. OSHA's not happy about that kind of thing. They're coming in. They're finding people on the spot. Wow. They're finding people. Yeah. This is mainly in construction. Oh, got you. In construction. But I don't know if it's going to – if they're doing construction, are they going to roll over to – and, you know – OSHA's not, they're not an agency that you want to mess with, especially in the middle of a pandemic, if you're an employer. And so, you know, I I, I, I say to the employers out there, you set your protocol, you be consistent, you have every right to say, I understand that you don't want to wear a mask, but this is my company. These are my safety protocols. It's not just about you. And you may not agree Maybe you think COVID's a joke and not real and a hoax or, you know, all that, those things that some people say and, you know, everybody's all over the place, right? But the bottom line is an employer has a, has an obligation under OSHA to keep their people safe. And it's just like anything else. If you're not wearing your mask, you're not being safe according to the guidelines that we've written as safety protocol, then you could be, have corrective action. For sure, absolutely. I mean, it, it's yeah. the most responsible thing to do because it creates a lot of liability. It's not just about you and me feeling comfortable because, you know, even personally after a while when I wear a mask, you know, it gets a little bit itchy. Don't get me wrong. But also at the end of the day too, if you have other employees there, if you have customers and clientele, you just don't want to take that liability on just because it's not fair to everybody else. If one of us doesn't wear a mask, then, you know, you're putting everybody else at risk too. And, you know, uh, I, I was talking to Ann Silver, the, uh, the CEO from the chamber, right? And she uh-huh. flat out told me, she's like, I will not go anywhere that they don't require masks. And, you know, to her point, that's what she feels comfortable with, right? So uh, I think yeah. it's the right thing for us to do to be a little bit more considerate of other people and at least follow the guidelines, whether we believe in it or not. There's a reason why we have guidelines. There are some other guidelines that I don't necessarily uh, partake in. For example, when it says 65 miles per hour, sometimes you see a 66 and a half sometimes. <laughs> not to say I'm doing that, but, you know, sometimes it's just how it goes. But also at the end of the day too i have to be responsible enough and mature enough to say hey listen it's not about me let me put myself second let me make sure we do this the right way so that way we can all hopefully get back to i guess the normal that we would call it or back to work just because it's the right thing to do yes the the new normal i guess yeah you know and when employers are allowing people 
you know, one person and not do it and somebody, it, that's, that's a recipe right. for just bad morale and so many other things. Well, everybody remembers their PE classes. If you remember being in sports, you know, you just can't have one person wear a uniform, everybody else not wear it, or everybody wear a uniform, one person not wearing it. You know, we have to all be united in the front. Yeah. Now, as far as our small businesses go, what do you recommend for them as they're transitioning through this new phase and they're trying to get back on their feet? Are there certain things that you're seeing that would help them? Well, the main thing that is going to help them, uh, and we, we kind of mentioned that already, is the safety protocol. Follow sure. it. Have it in writing. Have people sign for it. Okay. Okay. Good point. So, and they should get help. You know, I'm, I'm famous for saying, I don't know how to fix air conditioners so I don't fix them right the, the business owners out there they feel like they know how to fix their air conditioner i.e. Right. HR right human resources but they they don't right they That's don't right. and right now is not a time to not get help and getting help from an employment law attorney or a firm like ours it's not expensive you're talking a couple hours and you're set absolutely that my uh, pay now pay later or pay more later. <laughs> right. That's a good point. <laughs> it applies to basically everything in HR, really. And so by investing a little bit to get the proper things in place, safety protocol, also the other thing that you want to invest in is how do you bring your people back? Mm, how right. do you bring your people back? Who do I choose? You know, and my first answer, Al and I that works with me, we're famous for saying this, like you, you can't just bring back your favorites. Right, right, you know? right. Can't just go, well, I don't like it. You know, I mean, not that people are doing that, but there is some sense of that sometimes. Right, sure. So what I, and so then, okay, Karen, then what's the answer? How do we bring our people back? The key is you've got to have some sort of plan in place. You've got to, you've got to determine, are you going to base it on seniority? Mm -hmm. Are you going to base it on skill set? Are you going to base it on employer need right. and then skill set? Or are you going to base it on performance and whatever you choose you write a plan to that, you put out all your employees in each of your job classes, and you go, okay, this is, if I apply this plan, it's like math, right? Okay. If I apply this equation to this situation, then I'm going to get this person. And, gotcha. and then, and you just want to make your decisions as defendable as possible. For sure. Because the lawsuits that are coming, unfortunately, are going to be huge. I've been hearing about that, and forgive me, Karen, for not knowing this, but as far as HRC goes, what kind of services can you offer small businesses? Like some somebody like may have, let's say, even a restaurant. What can you offer them as far as helping them protect themselves against things like that? Well, the things that we just talked about, the safety protocol, having something in writing, we help put those together. Okay, very um, good. We can even... We haven't done it, but I could so do it. You know how when your mom says something, no one listens, but you bring an outsider in and they go, okay, we're following it. Yes, yes. I am happy to go in and help people roll out safety protocol. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty successful in influencing people and yeah. like, this is what we're doing. And this yeah. is the why it's because I really explain the why, and I'm not afraid to ask answer questions that people have For with sure. regards to that why. Well, you're a great so, communicator. I don't know if that has anything to do with your degree or not, but you're really good with communication with people. Well, thank you. I've Thanks. seen it firsthand. No, it's very nice. Well, I think part of that is my heart is in the right place, right? right? When I'm when I'm talking when I'm talking about something I don't really believe in or I don't know or you know, I 
you know, it's not my thing. I'm not as articulate. That's all of us. But if it's something I believe in, I, I, ha I can influence people in this That's way right. and I, I can help them with that. So facilitating rolling out their safety. Um, we have sat with many clients and non-clients. People call us up, please help us. Okay. doesn't take us a lot because we're exactly. experts, right? Right. And then we just help them figure out what plan do you want to bring people back? Right. Then once people are back, they have issues with, um, uh, you know, well, they're positive with COVID. What What do we do? Mm. It's it's all of those. So we we provide all the guidance okay. that companies could need in in this situation. What about recruiting? Do you help with the recruiting or no? We do. Wow. We do help with recruiting. Now, let me tell you about our recruiting. Uh, we are not recruiters. In right. other words, I'm not a staffing firm. Right. It's one arm of what we do. But I would say, and sorry for any recruiters that out there, we are probably some of the best recruiters <laughs> there are. And the reason is, is because I approach it as if I'm your in-house HR manager. Got you. Smart. Okay, so a big difference. I don't just give Ash some, here you go, you right. hired us, you're paying us this huge fee, and I'm, I'm giving you some solid candidates because they do have pools of candidates, right. right? We don't have that. We have to do the ads, but we help write the ads. We do... We, bring the applications in, we assess them, we do a first interview, second interview, and we give you the final candidates. Impressive. That's mainly though for management positions. Gotcha. Hourly positions, we typically do not do recruiting because it's we don't charge enough. Gotcha. I'd be open though, I'm the founder, I get to make the decisions. <laughs> so if I can help somebody, I can figure out a way. For sure. Uh, what about, let's say you're running payroll or coming up with employee manuals, do you, you guys still do that kind of stuff? We do guidebooks. Okay. I call them guidebooks. It's a better word now, but anyhow, handbooks, guidebooks. Absolutely, we do okay. tons of that. We do uh, job descriptions. We have we do administrative forms. We do we do assessments. A lot of people right now, Ash, are going. Wow, I didn't know that all of these things with right. HR and right? right. And so I I'm 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 guessing I'm going to have a tsunami of people wanting to to know. I don't think we're doing it right. right. Could you come check? Right. And we do assessments A to Z on gotcha. people's HR functions and their departments. And then we provide them with sometimes, you know, 12 to 14 pages of information <laughs> of <laughs> these are things you have to change. Right. You should change. This would be nice if you changed. Right. Um, and um, we don't, we don't do payroll. I'm not a payroll company. Okay. But when we do in-house HR, which we do a lot of in-house HR, uh, in other words, they don't have an HR person and we go there four, five, six hours a week, we run their HR for them. We are their HR, then we process their payroll. Wow. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're like, you know, um, HR managers in a box. <laughs> you guys are pretty full service. It's very impressive. You pretty much do everything. We, that's what I say. You know, people, besides the help the humans part, I say, you know, we're a full service <laughs> Uh, outsourcing for other than processing payroll and I and I do not offer benefits do I administer them and negotiate them we do all that but I don't offer them which is great because I think it's sometimes that creates a little bit of conflict of interest and the fact that you stay away from it I think it's you know speaks volume about your character and the other thing for me is that as entrepreneurs typically we're really good at something right a lot of us should probably be like really we're just really big freelancers in so to speak right if i'm a dentist i'm really good at dentistry right what when it comes to hr do i really want to read all the laws figure out all the stuff talk to single every single employee and make sure all these guidelines are met and everything else it just
just doesn't make sense. I'm pretty good at math, but I don't do my own taxes. Why? Because it's just there's somebody else who does this for a living, and if that's what she does 24-7, there's a really good chance she might know a thing or two that I don't know about, right? And, you know, I think you and I are probably dealing with the same thing when it comes to our industries as well, because in our world, too, everybody's like, oh, I'll do my own marketing, I'll do my own social media, but the truth is, like, there's so many different facets to every aspect of our businesses now that it gets pretty complicated very quickly, and you really, truly want to protect yourself as a business, make sure your liabilities are up, make sure your productivity is really high, you ought to partner yourself up with somebody like HRC that they can help you with it. Very nice. I'm very impressed. 100%, I would agree with you. And the other thing I would add, another analogy I would add is that, you know, if you're building a house, you know, those that are saying, oh, I can do my own marketing or my own HR, whatever it is, right? If you're building a house, you're, you're going to have you know, a blueprint, mm -hmm. you're not just going to start building. And then when you do start building, you're going to put a foundation down. Right. I mean, it just blows my mind still today in 2020, how many folks will come to us and say, I don't really have an HR department <laughs> or person. I've just been right. limping along. And, and yes, it's about um, averting liability, but it's also about creating a space where your employees trust you. Totally. It's not just about processing paperwork. If you give me, if you say to me, Ash, you're, I'm your HR manager, and you say, hey, I need to take a hardship withdrawal on my 401k because I have medical bills mounting up because my spouse has cancer, that's not just about processing paperwork. Mm -hmm. and, and the way that you do that with the efficiency builds or erodes trust in your organization. Absolutely. You're setting up the benefits. You're enrolling me. You make a mistake after mistake after mistake because you don't know. And you're saying, oh, sorry, just kidding. You know, I put you on the wrong plan, but, you know, we're just going to double your premiums for the month. That's cool, right? Right? That just erodes trust. Like, totally. you don't know what you're doing as a businessman or a businesswoman. Absolutely. Right? So... Now, Anyhow. I can tell you firsthand, I've built a few different companies and uh, my biggest mistake, because a lot of times people ask me, what has been your biggest mistake? And I think most people are expecting me as a tech guy to say something about funding or something about our technology. But honestly, I think the biggest mistakes I've ever made there, they all had something to do with HR because it's about having the right people around you. It's about having the right procedures, it's about having the right communications. And honestly, my biggest mistakes have all always been around that kind of recruiting or how I was, you know, managing things that, you know, things were popping up and I appreciate what you're doing because you're definitely doing a lot of the heavy lifting for entrepreneurs like me so we can focus on what we're good at and then have the rest of it the the the, the stuff that we are kind of unfortunately not even really interested in handling because there's so much complexity to it but at the yes. end of the day we have to handle it and I think it's sometimes it's better for us to make that investment so that way you don't have to worry about that department at all you can say you know what you're a good quarterback fantastic you know how to throw a ball then I don't have to worry about that at all all I have to worry about is just catching the ball right and i think that's that resonates right. with me a lot and i think hopefully a lot of you guys out there listening to this too consider maybe putting out a call because i know karen to be very very generous with her time and resources as well i've obviously reached out to you several times for several different things and you've always been there for me so if you guys have any questions shoot us a text at 775-372-2008 i'm happy to introduce you karen we're going to link all her contact information below in the description as well and we'll love for you guys to get in touch with karen Anything else that you have on your mind as a, as a closing statement? Anything else you want to share with our audience? The only thing that I, I, I want I would like to close with, Ash, is you know communication is always key, right? But in these times, it is just even more key. Mm. Like we we let things go as humans with each other, and that's one of the biggest mistakes people make with regards to their HR with their humans. Right. Is 
assuming that a communication has taken place or assuming that a communication doesn't need to take place or assuming that they don't need to check in with their people. It, mm-hmm. That is a simple switch. Same with the employees. Get with your employer. Start talking to each other more deeply because there's too much going on right now right. to ignore that connection. And if people could just focus on conversations with each other in the workplace, whether you're scared, whether you're angry, upset, whatever it is, your employer, your employee, start talking to each other more. We cannot let it go under the rug right now. Can't happen. I love it. I love it. No, I, I totally am in agreement with you because there's so many different things going on. And I think there's so much uh, pent up tension because everybody's been cooped up. Everybody's going through transitions. A lot of people are going through really, really big transitions. And I think to your point, having that open communication without judgment, having that open line of, hey, what's going on with you? How are you really feeling? Really feeling today, right? Really feeling. Right. Really feeling, right? And it's not like, oh, hey, how are you? No, no, no. Really, how are you doing today, right? Yes. How can I help you? And I think it really goes re- a long way just because I really love my relationship with Brian because him and I have uh, grown to not just be employer-employee type of thing. We've grown to have this almost brotherhood that I can call him at 2 o'clock in the morning and he'll be there for me. And honestly, he goes out of his way to make sure our products are really good, well done. And I think it just it's so, such a great feeling for me and it's cost me a lot of money and a lot of headache for me to learn these things. So again, uh, Again, guys, if you can partner yourself up with somebody like Karen from HRC, I think it's the smartest thing you can do for your business. And Karen, thank you again from the bottom of my heart for making time for us today. Yeah, thank you for having me and making time for me. Absolutely. Anything else appreciate we can do it. for you? Anything that me or our tribe can do for you? No, I'm good. I, I appreciate you being out here and spreading this word. And, you know, I just have to put a plug on that video of, you know, the, representing our, our city in that riot situation. And, oh, man, I... I have shared that. I, I just thank you for putting that out there. I, I do believe in our town, and I know subsequent, you know, we've had our, our issues. We have. But overall, I think that this, this city just rocks, and I, I love the people in it from bottom of my toes to the top of my head. So. <laughs> to your point, my sister, I think the biggest thing was that communication because we all look different. We all think different. Where sometimes we act different too. And a lot of it is just that fear of unknown. But when you talk to people, you realize everybody's made of the same exact material. Everybody's got a heart. Everybody's got a soul. Everybody has that kindness within them. And if you care deeply enough, you will find it in them as well. And that open communication just resolves a lot of things for us. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Awesome. Have a great day and thank All you right. again for making time for us. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tribe, if you hear something from us that resonates with you, please share it with other people. Talk about it. Don't keep it just to yourself. Conversation creates more education. And also, always, always, always fact check everything you hear. So hopefully this creates more education for you, more conversation. Talk to each other. Talk to your family. Talk to your friends about it. And we'll see you next time.